it's funny how many people have cell phones, and so they've got to charge them somehow. I don't know how because we didn't see electricity in a lot of places, but but they they have figured out some way they can charge their cell phones. But um, it is a very um, sad and overwhelming place to be. One of the things that I mentioned this last time, oh, yeah, we're not there yet. Yeah, just leave it there. It's fine. It's fine. Um, one of the things that really was heavy on my heart from our first trip is you see these hundreds of thousands of children in the slum, but you don't see any toys. They have no toys. And we came back, and, you know, we have toys for our dogs, and we have toys for our cats, and toys for our birds, and playrooms dedicated to hold all the toys for our children. And over there, they have no toys. The one thing they have that we saw was some stuffed animals, but they use those as decorating their houses. And that's the only toys we ever saw. So we did take toys over to the children that we sponsor, and and they were very um, simple, inexpensive little toys. You want to tell about one toy? (laughs) I broke one. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Des, you just have to look at the place. All right. So they sponsor a child, and I was showing him how to use it, and I broke it. Yeah, he, uh, I said, well, I'll get you a better toy. And I said, what kind of toy would you like? He goes, I want the exact same toy. One that was bought at Target in America. (laughs) And I went on a mission to find that toy. And luckily, I did find the toy at the mall. So, yeah. So we brought toys to them because they have no toys there. Even, I mean, just no toys. So, but, um... There's a lot of things that we saw in Africa, and we're going to show you a few of the funnier ones. So the next slide. You can go ahead and pull it up. Yeah. And you never know what you're going to find in Africa, in Nairobi. If you'll look, they have chickens on the back of that motorcycle. It's kind of hard to tell, but that's chickens that they're hanging around. I don't know if they were alive or dead. I don't know. But they had chickens on the motorcycle. I mean, we saw lots of very, very strange things. So. Okay. Next, next slide. So this is Papa D. It's a outreach program that they do on Saturdays. Um, we had what a thousand and forty-four mm-hmm. kids uh, packed. The size of the room. Probably about a. It's not 20 as big by as, It's not as big as this section of pews. It's much smaller than that. And they uh, yeah. they're packed in tight. Um, they all show up for a peanut butter sandwich and a Bible lesson. You can go to the next slide. Yeah, this is where they're making the peanut butter sandwiches and where they're sharing their... The, the children come from all of... I mean, it's not the school kids, although there'll be a few of the school kids there, because there's only maybe, oh, what, 100 or maybe a little bit more school kids at Mathari. Mm-hmm. But um, the kids come from the neighborhoods because they know they'll get a peanut butter sandwich, which may be the only food they get the whole weekend long. And some will share their sandwich eat half of it, take it home, and share it with some of their siblings that didn't get anything. And that's it for their eating for the whole weekend. So mm-hmm. tell, 
Tell them how they marked them. They marked them with their fingernail, a uh, permanent marker, and it's one, two, and three. There's three sessions, and so they mark them so that the same kids aren't coming in every time. And they sing Bible songs to them, and they tell them Bible stories, and, and these kids, they are packed in, completely packed in. Yeah. Tell about the little girl that got up. Uh, there was a little girl named Vanessa, and she was kind of working her way through the crowd, and she finally came up. She just laid on my knee right there. Just, she found her way to Ben, and he, she, she fell in love with Ben, and Ben fell in love with Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're in there, Ben was back at the back, and the kids were filling up, filling up, filling up. And then when they got to the end where they're all full, he couldn't move. He couldn't get out. Yeah, I was stuck. You'll step on the kids. And, and one little, one child got up, probably to go to the bathroom or something, and, and when they were walking through, they lost a shoe. I mean, it came off. They wear a lot, a lot of, of Crocs or, or flip-flops there. But they'd lose a shoe. and I mean, she was gone until after the program was over. You could, there's no way you could get it back because they, they were just packed in. It wasn't 1,000 kids in there at one time. It was like 400. something yeah. And, and, and then they had the teenagers after those three. So this picture up here are the kids waiting to get into the next session. They're, they just come and they wait until the next session starts. And, and after that session, there will be more kids out there waiting to get in. And, and so they just they pack them you in. I the mean, next one. they pack them in. Oh, you never know what you're going to see in Kasserian. They must have a delivery service. So it's got a couch on the back of the motorcycle. That's a couch. And it looks like two motorcycles, but this, the left motorcycle is way ahead, actually. They're carrying a couch on a motorcycle. And we're trying to figure that out because the traffic is crazy there. And people weave in and out and you turn and how do they keep balance? We, we, we couldn't. They're, they're better motorcycle riders than we are. All I <laughs> That's do. right. So next slide. Oh, we do. Okay, the, this one is when they're doing uh, church service. This is Tony Malden, our missionary, and OT is his social worker that's next to him. And Tony's doing it in English, OT's doing it in Swahili. He's interpreting. And he's interpreting. And when OT interprets, he does all whatever Tony's doing. If he's doing Noah, he's doing the deal about Noah, and he's doing it where, I mean, he does his whole body does it. He's he phenomenal. acts it out. <laughs> But but they do have a really nice worship service there. Next. So this is the their praise team. Deborah got to sing on the praise team. She's back there in the back. I, this I, well, I'm not in this photo. This was a different one, but I did get to sing on the praise team, which was interesting because they sing some of the songs that I know, and I can make it through those, although they sing very differently than what we sing. Even the same song, we'd be three-quarters of the song through before I realized that I know this song. It, they just sing differently. But uh, there was a lady that, when I was doing it, it, it she was a little bit different. And, and literally, I was standing up there, and 
She was in front of her. I could never film Deborah because she was standing she got right to get in front of me. It's, it was okay because I didn't know some of the songs and I didn't have words or music or anything to some of them. So, okay, next slide. This is a teen program. No, no, this is still worship. This is oh, communion. this is where they're doing communion. You know why we do communion like this? They have a big long board with that they cut holes in that they put the cups in. Yeah, and next, next slide. There's the one with the, There's the, the juice. There's the one Yeah. So, like we say, you never know what you're going to see in Nairobi. So, um, okay, so this is actually, Mr. I think we, oh, yeah. This is Deborah's granddad. This is a, I couldn't find the picture I wanted. So, I'll let you, we, we, we didn't get a picture of this thing, so. So, when we were driving, um, we looked out, and all of us just kind of stared. And there was a Toyota Tacoma pickup, and it had four cows. Full-size cows. In the back. Like dogs. And we never got a picture of it because we were all in shock. Of and we say know. we're cowboys in Texas. They know how to do it a lot better than we did because they were lying in the back of the pickup. They, these, these cows were just lying down in the back of a pickup in heavy traffic, and we're like, how do you get them in there? How do you keep them in there? We just all stared at it, and, and none of us got a picture of it because it was, it was so crazy to see this. So, uh, next slide. Your turn. This is Casarium. This is a boarding school. Um, I was kind of part of the construction process a little bit. Um, actually, I wasn't. I was supposed to. He's going to be going back at some point, and he's going to be working on roads. He can't wait because he gets to drive a maintainer or something. I don't know. <laughs> the blue buildings are the new buildings, and the, the red ones are the old buildings that they've done. So you can go to the next slide. That's where we stayed. Yeah. That was the apartments for teachers and for guests, and we, we stayed in that bottom left apartment. It was a nice apartment, too. It was, it was, it was very nice. Two bedrooms, two baths, kitchen, living room. Hot water. It did have hot water. Yeah. So, hallelujah. So, uh, when we were at the hotel, when we were, so Mathari is in Nairobi. Kassirian is in the town of Kassirian, which is kind of like Arlington and Dallas or Fort Worth or something. You know, it's just a suburb. And when you're there, that's when, at Kassirian, we stayed in the apartment. But when we were at um, Mathari, we stayed in this hotel. And it's a nice hotel. It's a clean hotel, and it's, well-maintained, and it's safe. More importantly, it's safe. But I was kind of complaining to Tony. I said, we don't have any hot water. Well, listen, their hot water, how it works is totally different than anything we do here. You have to turn on a light switch outside of the bathroom, and then you have to go in and make sure that some knobs on the shower head are working. 
and we did everything and we had no hot water and I don't like cold showers. I do not like cold showers. <laughs> and so and that was when we first got there and we'd been on the plane for two days and we're, you know, let's just say we needed showers. So, so I was complaining and I wasn't, I wasn't trying to complain. I just said, we don't have any hot water in our, our bathroom. Then Tony said, just in the conversation, he said, you know, none of the children ever bathe in hot water. Out at Kasserian, we got hot water, but the children don't have any hot water. They bathe Makes every day. This, I felt ones, very um, humbled. humbled. I felt like I had a spirit of entitlement there <laughs> to hot water. But those children never get a hot bath, ever. It, at, the, at the school, they have cold. And then they're just lucky to get a shower whenever they're in, in Mathari because they don't have any water in their houses. Where are we at? So, yeah, this slide. It does not look like that anymore. No, they're, about, they're finished. They're finished. Yeah. Next slide, please. Th this is some more construction. <clears throat> Oh. On, uh, they're building the whole high school campus, and it is a nice, nice campus. And so they were in the process of building, and they're finished, and they went up real fast. It's amazing how fast they've gone up. But they have, they, they built dorms for the girls, dorms for the boys, teacher housing, classrooms, and a cafeteria, I believe is what all that, or a, a dining hall. Um, and so the high school students will meet there. They've just had their first class of high school there, uh, first year of having high school students there. And so that'll go on for a few more years. So next slide. One of the things that impressed all of us, and it impressed us last year too, is when these children pray, they pray fervently. They do not pray like we do. We we bow our heads, and we say a prayer. These kids, they are, they are praying. They are praying deeply and fervently. And so I just have several pictures of the next one. Um, and then is the video on that? Okay, let's go to the next one. So just listen to this. They're all praying. So when, they, when they're praying, you know, they'll say uh, they're going to pray, and every kid just about will fall to their knees. They'll even put their head on the floor. They pray, and they pray fervently. And it, it really makes our prayers look kind of shallow because they are, our prayers are not shallow. I don't mean to say that, but it makes you feel like they are just, they have a lot to pray about because they have a really, really, really rough life. So, okay. All right. This is my part when I did physicals and everything on all the kids and the staff and stuff at both schools when I was there. And and you get, they haven't seen doctors in forever. And they get to see them once a year. So, I mean, that's phenomenal. And we got to, I got blessed enough to hands-on with each one of the children and the staff, so. And there was a doctor there that um, 
has started working. She's just there once in a while. I mean, she lives in America, but she would she was there when we were there. And yeah, together Dr. Ann. So super nice. We we did a good job with those kids, and they just they did a better job on us. So. So, next, next slide. So, while we were there, basically, Galen worked on medical. I didn't even see Galen most of the time. I mean, just in the evenings because he was busy doing his thing. And I didn't see Ben most of the time because Ben's looking over the construction. He's talking with, with uh, Collins. And, and we're going to show you a picture of Collins here in a minute. But they were talking about the construction and what maybe some things that they could do to improve it. And I was teaching, and so this is just a class I was teaching in, but you might want to observe, like, the desk. We would never use these kind of desks. I mean, not the style, but just the condition that they're in. But that's what they use. They, they, they have a different standard than what our schools have. And so this is just um, a class I was teaching. And I, I taught them this year about... God's promises and how God's promises come true and how we see fulfillment of God's promises. So we talked about uh, Moses and, you know, how God saved him. And we talked about, um, I think, Abraham, how God promised that Abraham would have a son. And so we, we talked about promises. And so the next slide, and this is a video. This is kind of the highlight of our trip for me and my mom. She told him, she goes, only everybody gets one Frisbee. And there were many Frisbees about this video. It didn't work at all. <laughs> I said, when you get your one Frisbee, you have to leave and let others get the Frisbees. Oh, it didn't work at all. It wouldn't have worked here either. We I started mean, those just kids, chunking them out. And they they were having so much fun. It, and then it was, right under them was the clinic where we were treating people. And the doctor goes, what in the world's going on? I said, that's Ben and Deborah, all I can tell you. <laughs> it, it, it was. And what else would you see in Kenya? Okay, this, this one is a motorcycle carrying a full-size bed. Twin-size twin bed. Twin-size bed with a lady sitting, sitting on, on the, the bed. bed. <laughs> you just saw some of the craziest things there, so. Well, we told Walt at uh, Rose. We found a new delivery service for him <laughs> where he could do this. And he goes, I think the liability would eat me up. <laughs> okay, next, next slide. So this is Collins. He uh, grew up in the slum. He actually came to college here in Texas, um, lived here for 10 years, and he's head over the construction at the boarding school. Um, when he was here, he decided he couldn't do anything here. He wanted to go back to help out. And so he said, I, I can't change man. people here, but I can change people there. So we're going to show you three adults, and we could have put a lot more in, but we're going to show you photos of three adults because they kind of represent what the children will become when they're grown. You know, this is Izzy. She was she was born in the slums. She worked with Maid in the Streets, and then Tony picked her up and then put her through school. She has a finance degree. Her parents were killed when she was in boarding school, and so pretty much Tony's got her. He's he's with her 
And she was, uh, she's the finance director and the CFO for all the schools. So she is a phenomenal lady. Yes, we love Izzy very much. So uh, next slide. So this is Bernice, and this is a contrast to Collins and Izzy. I, I don't know Bernice's story, but I'm pretty sure she's lived her life in slum. And she broke my heart because she has no life in her eyes. It's just hollow there. The slums have beat her down. Life has beat her down. She told us that she has a hard time paying her rent of $17 a month. And it is a, um, a pathetic place that she lives. We're going to show you some pictures in just a minute. This is Brian's mother, the little boy that we sponsor. We sponsor Brian, and so we went to his house, and it, and we're going to show you some pictures in just a minute. But So you have Collins, who actually came to America, lived here for 10 years, and is very successful over there, and has a good life. And you have Izzy, who has never been anywhere outside of Kenya, but she's got a good life. But both of these are because of, for them, it was made in the streets. And then you have Bernice, who... Lifeless. I mean, there's, there's just nothing there. Life has conquered her, and she has nothing to hope for. She has no hope. So I want to put these three pictures in because when these children grow up, they're going to become one of these people in some fashion. They're going to become this, and we don't want them to be the Bernices. The school gives these children hope, and gives them Jesus, gives them a place to sleep and a place to eat. And they are fed spiritually every day, more so than nearly any child in America gets fed spiritually on a daily basis. So that's why I put those in, because now we're going to show you some of the kids that are there, and we're going to tell you their stories. So. This one is my sponsor, child. Um, I spend $70 a month so that she can get three square meals a day. Um, her name is Marion. She uh, just finally got to go to the boarding school, so now she gets three square meals. Um, we don't know a lot about her yet, so. All right, next slide. Okay, this is Gail Joy. This is our little girl that we sponsor. She fell in love with Ben. We were going to her house. And she took Ben's hand and <laughs> took off. And they're way ahead of us, and we're back with the guards. And they're, we're like, okay, I guess they know what they're doing. But she took him all the way up there. She loved Ben. Next. All right, so, so there's three kids, and I've got two of them covered up, but you're going to see all three. Um, this is Swabra. Swabra is brand new. If you remember, I put out a message, or had the church put out a message, um, like in September maybe, that they needed another sponsor. And so we just decided we wanted to sponsor her. So Swabra lived, they call it the upcountry, 
I, I don't know what that means. It's just not in the city. It's, I guess, up. I don't know. But they, she lives in the upcountry with her mother, who had some connections to the school. And the, the daddy, and it might be her stepdaddy, I don't know, but he left them. The mother is destitute. And she called Tony and said, can you take Swabra in? And he said, you get her to the school, and we'll take her in. And so she got her to the school, and she got there. She had no clothes with her. She had no toiletry items. She had nothing. They had to completely outfit her. Uh, of course, they give them their uniforms, but most of them have, you know, another change of clothes or something. She had nothing. So that's Swabra. So go to the next one. and Next one's Brian. He's ours that we sponsor. He's the one that stole our heart he's the one i broke a toy (laughs) he's bernice's he broke her toy but his toy but his mother was bernice and we'll see his house in a little bit Uh, no it's the next one go ahead go this is on our way to his house to brian's house you can see i mean you can see it's nasty it's nasty it stinks it, it is squalor. See the trench? That's open sewer that we're walking over. So let's go to the next one. And this is just another picture of going. I mean, you can see the houses there. They're just, they're pathetic. It, we have better houses for chickens and animals. So Next slide, please. This is outside her house. Bernice is hugging me and as we go in. And I will say, every time we saw Bernice, and we saw her several times, she had the same clothes on every time. Yeah, this is inside the house. And and literally, what you see there is half the house. The other half is just like that. It is a 10 by 10 hut with corrugated tin across the top so birds can fly in, the rain comes in. Uh, there's two couches and that table right in between the two couches. And the couches are hard. I mean, it's like sitting on a board, but that's what they're also going to sleep on. And um, there's no water. There's no... Um, there was some electricity because she had a TV in there. But um, there, there's no bathroom. There's no water. There's no kitchen. They have to. They have these burners that they cook on and they probably take them outside to cook. And... They have to go cart their water if they want water at the house. They have to go down to a neighborhood bathroom for bathrooms, or there's the sewer outside. Okay. Okay, so this one is Gloria. Now, we don't sponsor Gloria. Somebody else does, but I'm telling you, you're going to fall in love with Gloria when you meet her. (laughs) She has some really severe health conditions, and they have to treat her. You does she wear glasses on there? I think she's taking them off. But uh, she wears glasses, which is really unusual there. You didn't see people with glasses. And when they saw me taking out my contacts one day, because I had something in there, they had never imagined anything <laughs> like that. And, then, and, and one lady was just right up under me watching me <laughs> trying to pop one out. But um, Gloria, she's got a really sad story. She's got several siblings and a mother and her mother has I say a husband I 
I don't know what the relationship is, but he acts as a husband and a stepdaddy. But the kids love going to boarding school. They love going to boarding school because when they go, they get three meals and a bed, which is amazing. If they have a bed at their home, the whole family's sleeping on it. So it might be a twin-size mattress and everybody is sleeping on it. So they, they, they are in the wealth of luxury there because they get their own bed. But when Gloria goes home, and the kids don't really like going home on holidays. Well, they have to, but they don't really like doing that because when Gloria goes home, her stepdaddy won't let her sleep in the house. She has to sleep outside, and he is abusive, and there's a lot of abusive parents there. But she said, I, I like going home. And a year ago, she said, and I told you all this last year too, but she said, um, would you be my mom? <laughs> and, and so I wear her bracelet that she made for me, and it says mom on it. So, so she's very special to us, and we treat her just like if we were her sponsor. If we take gifts to our others, we take gifts to her too because she's really special. But she has a really, really rough life, and she's not the only one that does. So the next slide, please. So this is Maxwell. Um, he grew up in a very dirty, dirty house, wouldn't you say? <laughs> he, uh, it's probably a 10 by 10. Probably. He did not come to school with his uniform, so they went to his house to get his uniform and found out how dirty the house is, and they bathed him every day for a year and washed his uniform and kept it at the school. And this year, he's just now got into the boarding school, Kasiri. Mm -hmm. so. so one person at, the, at Mathari took care of him and would take his uniform home every day and wash. And let me tell you, when they wash clothes, they're washing in a bucket, and they're hanging it out to dry. It's, it's a process. No washers, no dryers there. And bathing. And bathing, yes, which is in some kind of a bucket that she would have at the school, and she'd give him a bath every morning, put him on a clean uniform, and then in the afternoon he'd come back in, she'd put him on in the clothes that he came to school that morning in, and, and he'd go home. But if it wasn't for one of the staff, he, he would never come in a uniform and he would never be bathed. And so if he doesn't come in a uniform, he's gonna stand out to the other kids. And, and the purpose of uniforms is everybody's equal. Everybody's equal, so. Yeah. All right, next slide. So what's gonna to happen to these children? And, and there's hundreds of thousands more in, this, in Mathari, hundreds of thousands more. So what's gonna to happen to these children? These children that we just showed you, they have hope. They're, they're learning about Jesus, they're learning about God loves them. They have three meals. If they're at the boarding school, three meals and a bed. If they're at Mathari, they're, once you get second grade, you go to, to uh, Kassirian. But um, if you're at Mathari, you get two meals and a snack. And, um, but what's going to happen to them if 
churches like this don't help with the, this mission. And if people here and in other churches don't choose to support some of these children, every, every child is supported right now, but that doesn't mean there's not going to be another swabra come in that's an emergency situation. And next year there will be more kids um, that will have to be supported so that they can go to school. So these children, I'm telling you, they are on our hearts because we know these kids. And we wanted you all to know them too. And that's why we showed you the pictures of the children. What's going to happen to them? Next slide, please. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Luke 18, 16. Next one. If you want to be a part of changing a child's life, or you want to get the newsletter that's sent out every week from Tony, there's how he is. Tony Malden, Tony at Change of Life, Kenya. It, it, he'll send you an email every week with a little newsletter and, and photos. And so if you're interested in seeing those, just uh, now the video's working. Now the video's working. <laughs> okay. So. You can see the squalor compared. They're talking about there's over a half million kids and people right there. In the Mathari slum. In the Mathari slum. There's only, it's the second worst slum in the world. So that's where these kids are unless we do something about it. So it was real interesting when Gail Joy takes Ben, she took him by the hand and she, it's a, it's a rabbit warren down there. I mean, you get to the end of a street that appears to be dead end, and there's a little bitty gate that you might have to duck to get through, and then you go into another street, but it, it's walled off, but it's every which way. And she knew exactly how to get to her house or her apartment. She lives in an apartment building. But she had been, and they were way ahead, and we're supposed to always have guards with us because uh, we stood we out. We stood out. We're kind of white. There, <laughs> yeah. You know? We stood out, and everybody's looking at us like, why are those white people down here in our slum? And so uh, we weren't supposed to go anywhere without guards, and we felt safe with the guards all the time. But Ben's way up ahead. He's like a block ahead of us. He wasn't he my had, choice. He said he had Gail Joy. She was his guard. Yeah. She, yeah. And she, anyway, anybody have any questions right quick? We are planning on going back next September, and we want some of you to go. If you feel led, we will also go on a safari while we're there, and during September, that's when they... Have the migration. The migration. Where you see the wildebeest go down and everything. And where we'll be going on safari, it's right on the river where the animals cross. So I'd love to show you all the pictures about safari because that is a wonderful thing. Everybody should go on safari. So. I've got She comes to church. She comes Son. to church sometimes when we're there because we're the sponsors of Brian. 
Tony says other times, sometimes when they'll have food and stuff, she'll come. I don't know that she's a, a believer. Well, she's exposed to it. Yes, but she's being taught. And and I, I don't know that she's a believer because there's no hope in her eyes. They, they are they are the deadest eyes I've ever seen. So I don't think that she has any hope. So we hope that with enough exposure she will be. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. Actually, now second graders go to the boarding school. And so as second graders through high school, probably like would be our 12th grade. They don't have that far yet. They just have maybe ninth grade. And they go to the boarding school, which I can't imagine sending a second grader to boarding school. I cannot imagine sending my child in second grade to boarding school. But this is this is their way of life. And if you are blessed, you get to go to boarding school. But hundreds of thousands of kids in Mathari don't go to any school because education is free there, and they are required to go to school. But when you go to school, you have to buy your uniform, and you have to pay fees, and, and you have to join the PTA and or whatever their parent organization is, and you have to pay for that, and the parents can't afford it. So many of these children don't have any education. So it is a big privilege to get to go to boarding school. They have a whole different attitude about it than what we have. But when they go to boarding school, they're there except for holidays, and the government mandates that they have to be sent home at certain times. So it's not like it's a choice with the school. It is required. For that area, minimum wage is a hundred dollars a month. But but they're that not going to get it. That area is about twenty bucks. Every everybody works there. There is no social welfare. So when you are ninety years old, you better figure out a way to make some money because nobody's going to help you. They see you see the when we're driving they have a little kiosk on the side of the road they're everywhere they may be selling whatever they may sell tomatoes you you mean or, you're, we're in the car and they're walking in between the traffic trying to sell something mm-hmm. to you so i mean they, they'll sell used clothes they'll sell corn on the cob i mean it's chips i don't know what it, just anything It's it's really hard for us to carry stuff there because of it's it's we pay a hundred dollars a suitcase as we yeah. go. Yeah. So it's if you have a lot of you have stuff, if it's better to give Tony money and them money so they can buy stuff. Yeah. Because it's easier. Yeah, we're we're limited as to how much I mean we carry we can carry two suitcases, and we usually carry three suitcases, and we're paying for those. And y'all helped us pay for those, but I mean, we are packed full. We we carry a lot of school supplies because year, they I do need that. Two two full suitcases of medicine. Medicine. So, so. Lisa. <laughs> it's a one of those wind-up like deals a for a helicopter, gig. and you pull the string and pull the string. Bird that goes up. 
I told him, I said, let me do it real hard. Watch, I'll go real high in it. And he broke it. He goes, oh, I can fix it. And oh. Brian told him, he said, oh, don't worry about it. And it's Ben okay. goes, this is the only toy this kid has. <laughs> ben goes, no, uh-uh, we're going to get another one. And okay. he found a place. So, Any other questions? Roxanne? same thing. I mean, is it a worship time? They do worship time, they sing, they teach them a lesson where OT is up there and he's doing all the deal in Swahili to the ones that can't speak English and everything, and then they give them the... the on their way out, their they, way get out the they give them butter. the food. Yeah. And you ask about the language. Swahili is their language, but they learn Swahili from birth, and they learn their uh, tribal language. So that, which is a different language. And then when they start school, they, they start learning English. So nearly everybody knows English. Lisa? So y'all learn any of their language? We have learned some oh, words. Yeah. We have, and, and I'll tell you, the first one I figured out was our, this was a year ago, our safari driver says, you know, something was going on. He goes, oh, uh, Akuna Matata. And I'm like, oh, hold it, hey, I know that, know that word. <laughs> I watched Lion King. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yes, we've learned a number of words. Uh, we are Mazungas. We're white people, so we, or actually just not Kenyans, basically. Um, Karibu is thank you. Thank you. No, Karibu is welcome. Welcome. Asani Sana is thank you thank very you. much. And uh, yeah, we've we've learned a number of words. You you know. Tatu. What is what is that? The bus. The bus. Oh yeah, yeah. The bus. Ben rode the bus. Mom. I wouldn't ride the bus. But. By himself with them, so it's like yeah. whoa. No, there's no way. I anyway, would do that. so yeah, we've learned. So we've taken a, a lot of time, but the main thing is remember it's missions month, guys. And the, all these missionaries that we support, the only way we take care of them is what we take up in a special collection once a year next week. And that's what they get. That's how we support them. So please dig deep and do it. Please think of the kids when you're giving. Okay, anybody, anybody needs to come forward, this is our invitation, and it's God's invitation. His invitation is to come forward if you need to be baptized, need prayer, or just want to rededicate your life. Please stand and sing, come forward. <laughs>